0: This podcast contains adult content, so if you've got little ears in the car, you may want to turn it down. We also go deep into the emotional, spiritual, and energetic worlds, so please open your hearts and proceed with care.
1: As soon as your outer vestments are in hand,
0: I know you're a woo woo woo
1: That's what I'm saying. I'm ashamed of it, and that's who I am. today, the spirits
0: are true. No, it's blind. Yes, of course, they're Welcome to the WooWooverse. It's a deep dive into energy, self, and soul awakening. Uh, we are your hosts. My name's Kirillie. And I'm Lynette. And we are Intuitives. We're energy readers. We're energy dealers. we just bang up for a bit of energy in this little world. Um, and today, I feel like, Lynette, every... Every episode, I'm like, today we're going to get juicy, but... We really get juicy. We live juicy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's maybe not going to be as sexy as last episode was, but it's definitely <laughs> going to be juicy. We are getting into the power center. We're getting into the the real hero's journey. Mm. Um the journey of the self. Socrates said it and we all remember it, know thyself, right? It's the real heart of what this energy journey is and as we guide you through your energy system mm. and and teach you how to um recognize, organize, respect and understand your energy system, we have made it to the third chakra. And Lynette, I really love the way you describe this chakra. You describe it as the
1: furnace, which is such an amazing image and and the power center. It's a really special place to get to in awareness. We have been speaking about it in terms of chakras, which is the energy portals that head down into the earth through the legs and then out from the body centers and then from the universal force down through the crown or the head, and, and it's also gates of perception as well. Our chakras are like
0: ways of seeing ourselves, yeah, and, yes.
1: and un- interpreting our lives. If we go into those spaces and we look at the awarenesses associated with each frequency and portal, you get changes in thought and perception and awakening, yep. and I believe increased connection to spiritual vibration and intuition yep. as well. So. The third chakra is the builder. It's the building block and it's also the director. Are we going to direct our spirit or our energy out into the world in a way that drains us and plugs into an illusionary perception of the physical world? Or are we going to feed ourselves and put our spirit into something that gives back to us and helps us grow so you do have to think of it as stoking a fire yeah
0: and it's like Mm. it's hard to really see the truth of who you are and accept who you are and what it is that you want and what your core beliefs are were they given to you or are they really what you really think
1: like this is it comes back to that level of awareness and have you ever tried to start a fire from complete scratch like cut the wood lay the little twigs out, then get the bigger wood and then light the fire and actually get that thing going. It's quite tough. And as an exercise, I actually encourage everyone to go and try and light a fire once in their life, because you'll learn a lot about yourself Mm. and you'll learn a lot about this chakra. Now, because it's the fire or what we call the house to the spirit. It is a little bit different to the chakra we spoke about last time, which is the second chakra and it's like fluid like water and it's about getting what you need. This is about getting what you want. So it's associated with the kind of concepts that we need to understand. We become a magnet for those things. How do we build towards receiving something and being able to hold it and how do we use power properly? Mm, And I feel like this
0: is really the chakra that the material world operates in these days. It's a very third chakra world out there, isn't it? Very material, very much about power. Who am I? Like how am I
1: different from you? The Um, first three chakras are very much associated with the physical world. The third chakra is where it starts to become your choice, I think, Mm -hmm. about how much you give away and how much you return to yourself. And it is based very much on being able to hold – a sense of what you believe is true for yourself Mm. so for example in the lower chakras You kind of operate like a child where you need things to survive. You just respond to things immediately. Whereas when you get to the third chakra, you might decide, well, that might not be best until I'm this age or I might choose to go traveling next year because I can build more money. So the third chakra kind of has an adult mind if we bring it into awareness. But where does the concept of who we are, as we talked about with the inner child, begin? And then what does that mean in the third chakra? Well, the third chakra holds the stories, not just from childhood, from every experience about where we've left ourselves and all the times we've betrayed our own truth. Not necessarily what your family would believe, but whether or not it was right for you. And well, we yeah, have this to go is back the chakra where look you look at those experiences where you might have to stand up against your
0: family or stand up against the community that you came up in and your tribe or whoever it may be and go actually no I this my truth is different to yours and that's controversial or painful or difficult
1: but here it is one of the here gifts of not having a very strong foundation from others when you were younger is that usually somehow this chakra becomes your survival chakra and you know how to get what you want and you know how to use this power to survive so it's in there if you've had a hard journey so far and you've climbed mountains and you know had to wild storms then you know that your third chakra has the tiger in it that you need what we need to do is i think Go in and explore it with great awareness yeah. and work out okay once upon a time you know i might have taken more than my fair share because i felt like i deserved it because someone else wasn't going to be able to help me with it at home now that i'm an adult and i can see that my energy has influence on others energy do i need to keep doing that or yeah. can i be more positive about the balance
0: because there is a difference between
1: power for power's sake or just
0: because i want it because i want it and power for empowerment's sake i'll bring
1: others up with me and funnily you know when we first started going into a new age movement everybody focused on this chakra because they were like, oh, you know, the inner child hasn't been loved enough and the foundations weren't strong enough. So if we can build up this third chakra, then we're all going to feel amazing. But actually that created a really interesting effect where people started going to, and you can still see it today, big new age conferences and everything. And everyone was saying, but what I need is this. And you know, that might've put 17 people out. And so The concept now is, okay, you may need that, but also can you see what everyone else needs and how are we going to get a win-win here? So this chakra is really about learning boundaries, but it's also respecting and understanding that other people exist in this world and this space as well. They have an inner child, they have needs, they have desires, and they have timing and experiences that they're trying to honor. And how do we get those all functioning together? My inner child is hungry. How long is this whole getting in touch with your inner child thing going to take? It's all connected to awareness. And yeah. I mean, it's such a potent topic at this time, because obviously if this chakra is out of balance, it's where the concept of narcissism form, forms.
0: Yeah. And in my own personal journey, I like in my 20s, I had this story that I told about myself. And, it, it, you know, I, it was a true story that I could kind of make people do what I wanted, and yeah. I thought it was a good thing. I was like, I can make anybody I want do whatever I want. Oh, my God, I'm amazing. And it's only when I got into my 30s and, like, did so much of this work and heard those words coming out of my mouth and was like, oh, no, that's not a good thing. This well, is not to see, be celebrated. I grew up completely the opposite. Yeah, I'm okay. the first
1: child. My job was to make sure everybody else was tended to. I helped with homework, put on dinners. Yeah, okay. It wouldn't have really mattered if I chucked a massive tantrum. I mean, I probably did. Chuck tantrums and get what I wanted. That's mm. the truth. But it might've been like, okay, everyone else's tantrums probably came before mine cause they were little. And it was my job to remember that that probably isn't the best way to get what you want. So I had a whole different journey and that's the thing. Everybody's journey about this power relationship and who they are and what their impact is in the world and what they deserve and how it all looks and feels is different, and guess what? It's part of the reason why we talk about personality. Yeah. So this is the energy that translates into personality, and it's, and I think people forget you have a choice at some point in your life to decide, like you did. Do I want that to be my personality? Yeah, because this is the chakra where we sort through the messages of what we've
0: been told to want. And, of course, everybody coming up in different families, different communities, different countries, we're given a lot of messages but they can often be very different messages depending on on your history and your backstory.
1: Yeah, so stories live in this chakra Mm. and they really talk to our perception and develop our ego and ego is not a dirty word no. but it's the personality that is formed around something that is much higher well, so it's, it's actually the lowest kind of most primal version of ourselves and it's
0: like your ego is basically the story you tell yourself it's all the stories you tell yourself about who you are and the constructions
1: well that yeah you and so then that's how you
0: world. end up in a box if you're mm. going to end up in a box that you put yourself in, it's the chakra. It's it's, You built the box, Mm. maybe with a bit of help from the outside world, but you built the box and then you (laughs) stepped into it. You're like, what if one of my teachers says we spend the first half of our lives kind of creating our personality and the second half defending it to the death?
1: Oh, I'm just a very angry person. There's nothing I can do. I'm just Hopefully we spend some part then dismantling it and putting it back together. And, you know, as the Buddhists talk about polishing the gem, they talk about the role of suffering to – nurture the soul, that the suffering isn't because you've been bad or it's because, you know, we're being punished by the universal forces. It's the water that shapes this rock. And that's the way I like to see it now. Of course, I went through incredible periods of narcissism in my time and mostly it ended up as massive egg on my face, which is an amazing thing because if that doesn't happen, you truly believe that you are rightful to keep going on and treating people like that. And it is one thing about the ego when it, it just gets everything at once. you become one
0: kind of person. When it gets smashed up, that's when you learn compassion. That's when you learn
1: kindness. That's when you learn understanding and and um, when you don't get what you want, right? The concept of polishing the gem is our responsibility and somewhere in our society we became really used to the fact that, you know, we were doing really well if there was no obstacles or there was no suffering whereas, you know, a, that's a very privileged position to come at life um, at and truthfully it's often the more harder things in life that develop the third chakra and give us that softer more awakened approach to life to the point a buddhist perspective would be to celebrate the experience that you're going through that you find challenging because it's actually the gift of the soul it's actually the part of you that is calling in something to give you lessons and awakenings that you haven't had previously. Mm. This chakra is also about how we deal with our karma, how we deal with the things that we are presented. It is the experience of seeing ourselves in process or as having work to do here on ourselves so we transform. The concept of does it make you better or does it make you bitter? An authentic Mm. power is when you overcome the obstacle and you you know, hold the gem. You, you use it somehow to keep you moving forward and hopefully help others. Because this is also where disappointment, rejection and powerlessness all
0: live in this ego as well, right? Yeah, in this, it's sorry, how in this we're taught about all those things.
1: So you can mm. see when you're a little person and something doesn't go your way, how that's talked about at home and how you're nurtured through that process. Mm, like yeah. nowadays... In my 40s, I see rejection or a closed door as a redirection. I don't necessarily see, like, I need to go home and, you know, throw myself on the floor and think I'm a horrible person. I might like to reevaluate according to the positive criticisms that were given to me, but I don't need to take that in. I can keep that on the table and I can have a big look at that as we've talked about before and then try something new. If I get the same message three times... I'm probably going to look and go and talk to someone a little bit deeper about it. But if that didn't happen for us as children, which Mm. for many of us didn't, right? If you failed something, do you remember like in high school, we were all put in a hall um, the start of high school so we're 13 and we're given a list of subjects and we're basically told that if you didn't get a certain grade and a certain number then you're probably going to fail at the rest of your it's life madness, and I remember walking out of that hall and these parents like reaching for each other desperately wondering what they're going to do with us crazy generation X's that just wanted to listen to Nirvana and you know go to Seattle and that life goals, hashtag life goals. <laughs> and, and I think that that moment, I remember my mother sitting in the car with me kind of thinking, you're not a math say kid. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And I wasn't. Maths and letters, numbers and letters should never go together as far as I was concerned. And so I was never going to do those subjects. And interestingly, over my life journey and after becoming a high school teacher, I used to think that was such a horrible thing to do. Because life is not like that. I I watched an amazing film the other day called Inspiration Generation and it's all about how to teach kids to find their life path through being inspired and opening doors Mm. and seeing the magic of randomness that's trying to tell you where to go. And I was like, that is a completely different story. So we are fed so many stories that you will be done. That's it. You have... forever stuffed it up you, and, you can and never
0: recover and that your authenticity isn't enough you mm. fit in the box or you don't fit in the box oh you didn't fit in the box you fucked it up your life's yeah. over as opposed to actually not fitting in the box is probably the biggest benefit you can ever have in this world is to like go on this journey of the self through the self to the self and find your authentic self and base your life around that
1: that's where your power comes from that's where your gifts are it's an absolute privilege to be able to go into this chakra because it means that your base or your foundation is somewhat settled or needing attention and this chakra has activated so you can heal it. So you don't have a job and you need a job. So your self-belief says, I'm going to ask somebody how I get a job or how I prepare to get a job. This isn't about necessarily just saying, listen, we all come from this one big pool and surely you know how to do it. This chakra says, I'm going to have the esteem and the, love for myself that says, I can put up my hand and ask for help. I can say I'm vulnerable. I can reach out to a 12-step program or a work opportunity program. I can ask somebody to help me when I'm struggling with my children or my health or my weight, and then I can get what I need. So you can see that this isn't just about stuff that is only for people that have a really easy Going foundation to start with this chakra is imperative to be activated if we're going to heal a lot of social work programs that have reaped a lot of success are programs that build this chakra in people who have maybe lost their home or lost something this is the chakra we try and tend to and fill up to start with and help get a base in that foundation chakra so that we can start reaching and connecting with the outside world again What's that saying? Rock bottom has made more champions than privilege. Yep. This is the point we say, okay, whatever I was born with, whatever I am being dealt, whatever the journey is unfolding to be, I decide. Rehabilitation and change change. has to be something in our culture that we cultivate.
0: Let's talk about change because that's a big topic Mm. and how we cope with change, the change we choose, the change that is chosen Mm. for us, that all lives in the energy of the third chakra as well.
1: So how interesting is it to think back about how you felt being a learner or at school? Was school... Wonderful for you when the minute you started something new, did you jump into it and say, This is really exciting, or did you just shut down and think, Oh, god, no, not another thing I have to learn or experience? That again, even your birth concept of how you came in the birthing script can be a massive indicator about how you're going to approach change in your life. And then, if you were abandoned, rejected, embarrassed, humiliated, shamed you know, traumatized and terrified every time something wasn't certain or clear or factually right, did that then go into some little area of you which makes you go, I don't change. And for a little while, because I watched people make a lot of errors, change was not in my vocabulary. I have two Torian parents, which I'm very blessed to have, but change was not a massive thing in their vocabulary everything I'd come home and say I'm gonna do this it's like okay let's think that through let's you know take our time <laughs> and I probably do that a little bit to my own kids now but it, it wasn't like yes go for it I knew there were other families and other kids that were like risk takers and I had to learn to become a risk taker because it wasn't a natural understanding that I would be taken care of and I would be all right. So I had to learn to feel safe in the risk and other people I know and I have friends like this who are incredibly rebellious and learnt from mistaking to have a healthier concept of safety and, and caution. And it's, in-
0: it's interesting, isn't it, those things that you're not taught and you have to learn for yourself can end up being far more powerful lessons Than the things that were naturally there for you like again yoga is my background so I always talk about the yoga poses that you're really bad at the yoga poses and the air quotes for bad right but the yoga pose that takes you seven years to figure out and all the other skinny bendy bitches are doing it and you can't that pose is your friend there is so much Mm. in there for you for that pose Mm. the pose that you walk in the room and you just automatically do it day one that pose is not your friend it it feels good yeah right Like like I'd see these big dudes come in it took me three and a half years of crying on my mat every day to learn to do a headstand and then as a teacher you see these dudes walk in and just pull a headstand in their first class and part of me wants to punch them obviously but part of me is also like that pose has there's nothing in there for you there are no lessons to be learned touching your toes for you that is the lesson it's where the challenges are and
1: that's the beauty of the third chakra is that there are this is a Absolute sure thing that the obstacles in your life Mm. are guiding you into this chakra. The relationships that don't work, the jobs you don't get, the successes that don't come at twenty-one when you sing your first song in front of someone—that's actually the gift. And it's not until you get on in the journey that you go, "That was the universe guiding me." The blessings of the obstacles, right? Mm. And
0: exactly, if I failed at fifteen, I did not feel good about it. Mm. I fail at thirty-nine, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, nope, okay,
1: I've got this." I like to see them as spiritual brownie badges and it really helps me get through things that I want to go into victim mode about and go into poor me. Why me? Why not me? I mean that's the <laughs> that's the truth. I mean we've come at this this life with this sense that we are entitled to some kind of easy journey. But we know from a much higher spiritual place that's not really why we're here. We're not here to avoid everything and to live this utopian existence. There is actually merit in learning and changing and evolving and transforming. And that is 100% the gift of this chakra. Mm. This is the chakra you need when things get hard. This is the chakra that activates the power to change it you need the base to survive it's going to get you food it's going to get you water it's going to find you a place to sleep it's going to find you a blanket it's going to find you a group of people but this chakra is the one when there is no one else that can do it for you that you have to say it's me and it's me and the divine Mm -hmm. and we are going to do this. And I think it's the reason we love watching the Olympics and we love watching sports people because this is the chakra that they have had to ignite to exceed their own limit or to break through a time or a possibility in the physical world. This is the chakra they needed to do that. And that's why we all cheer and celebrate because it is a marvel when somebody does it at a level that we've never seen before Mm. this chakra gives us the chance to decide who we want to be so the first chakra is really who we came in as and what we were given you know as children or in terms of our journey foundation and then we get to say okay, this is who I was told I was, this is who I or what I was born into and then this is what I want to be and this is what I want to become – And it's one of the things I loved about that show, Secret Boss, because so many of those people on that show were people who came from complete lack of privilege, in fact, incredible hardship, sometimes major experiences of loss or suffering, and then climbed their way to a point where they were the boss and then were looking into their world and their company to work out how they could then to keep things functioning positively and to give back but their stories were incredible because they didn't have it all handed to them they actually had to work for it and anyone who's yeah. worked for something in the third chakra has a lot of energy and a lot of treasure in there and you can't actually fake that that's not something that you can pretend is there it, you can feel it in somebody. Mm. It's like if you sit in front of a therapist who or a helper who has been through the exact same journey that you are going through in terms of the situation, maybe not exactly all the details, but the situation. Those people are the people that you're going to trust because you know they've pulled themselves through. You know that they've sat on the floor and cried themselves to sleep and you know that they got themselves up and kept going and that's, really the benefit of having this awakened experience in the third chakra you get to say what has been my difficulty becomes my treasure you got a dream you got to protect it people can't do something themselves they want to tell you you can't do it you want something go get it period Generally, we're in our first chakra for the first seven years and we operate really primally. So we stomp our feet and we need to eat when we need to eat. We need to sleep when we need to sleep. And we're not going to work around anyone else's timetable. And then from about seven, we start negotiation of energies of the navel chakra, which is, oh, that tastes nice. It feels good. I want that. And I want that over that. And how do I get that? whoa, I had too much Easter egg and that's made me feel unwell. So we learn to get what we want, but we also learn the consequences of that. And we also have to learn giving and receiving. It's my turn now. Now it's your turn, and then we get to the third chakra, and that's where a lot of people go. Whoa, that was the era where you start to see the personality in someone's Mm. life. But generally, we can be in that energy even up to twenty-one, unless we fall in love around that time. Right up to twenty-eight. Hey, Saturn returns. (laughs) Yeah, you're going to hit some kind of highway. Thirty-five, right? (laughs) And for some people, that is. You know, up to the point where they can say, I was not conscious. So you don't really enter the heart chakra usually until some kind of Saturn returns or transition.
0: And a lot of people get stuck in the third chakra as well, right? Because it does it can feel really good. There are really people who have never really got out of it. Like, this
1: is who I am and this we is what name I want. some world leaders, yeah. I mean we're not going to, but, <laughs> but there could. are some wounding in there's some wounding that will keep people in this chakra. Yeah, because and you do get to define yourself and defend yourself here and yeah.
0: and you you don't have to if you go about it in kind of a negative way, you don't have to reach compassion or understanding or be kind to yourself and then kind to other people. You can just be like
1: really angry and it feels good to be so strong and powerful. And uh. and and that's um, something they say that siblings are the first – Beautiful souls that you practice your third chakra on and Mm. battle your third chakra out Mm. with, as well as your parents, teachers. So you can see how important these roles are in children's lives. Because if you have parents and teachers in wounded third chakras, then... We are going to have a lot of, you know, we'll just get over it and rather than saying I can see you're angry and I'm wondering what we can do here Mm. (laughs) to move through it. I mean we're changing in consciousness but you can see that that was a really big issue and I think that it's coming to a place now where our children are starting to have training where they will encourage us to have more third chakra conversations Mm. rather than just cutting it off and being upset in our school they do time in so if you have a problem with someone they don't send you away from each other they bring you together and you have to work it out and then you come together the week after and then you come together again Mm. to make sure that it really gets resolved and that sometimes isn't always the way it's happened for us Equally as a child, if you were not encouraged to keep going until the good of an experience was revealed or you were shown that you were eventually going to learn something, if every time you just didn't get it the first time, you were shamed and everyone went, oh, goodness, we'll just give up the piano because that doesn't seem like your thing, then you're once again going to have to reteach yourself. What if I sit down and keep going and move through what I was told or what I was you know what I believed I couldn't do and you then you surprise yourself and it's amazing the energy that comes into your body at that point creates self-esteem it creates self-awareness and then you go I maybe can climb an even bigger mountain and I think that's one of the things about success is that It doesn't just happen overnight. People who've really been successful will say it's lots of little steps and it's me telling myself what if you just took another step or what if you just tried that or that didn't work. What if we tried something else? And I know a lot of our school systems are trying to change their way of teaching from being something that it's either right or wrong to more of a process-based learning. But some of us did not get that energy when we were children. So we have to go back and kind of tackle something that we can't do to teach ourselves that we can learn how to do it. We can achieve something beyond what we thought was possible. And that is the gift Mm. of this chakra is that we learn that what is humanly possible when we go into this area can be something that we never imagined was possible. Often though, that doesn't happen until we've had an experience where we've been able to go through that process ourselves and then maybe we'll be able to understand what it was like for someone else. Parenting comes to mind with that. Like sometimes it's not until you've been a parent and you've stayed up three nights in a row with a sick child and you have literally not slept and then had to go to work the next day. And then you might look at your parents and go, wow, someone stayed up with me when I had that flu virus and looked after me. And, you know, I can understand that. Or I remember when I had no money and it was so difficult, you know, please come over for dinner and let me help you get through this while you're studying. It, it, see what I mean? It's this thing that we start to learn that by our experiences that we also can offer the leg up or the support or the help to others when we do have a little bit of energy in that furnace. Let's talk about authenticity
0: um, and specifically in relation to vulnerability mm. and to courage, to things that when you bring them into the third chakra, you do stop just being, oh, this is who I am and what I want. And you start to move up and open up. And yeah. again, that kindness that you can offer to yourself, which means you can then offer kindness to other
1: oh. people. The wounding stops you from getting to the vulnerable Mm. aspect. But if you have some great help or you can really sit with yourself, you will get past the wound and past I was the victim in this situation. Mm. And in my case, my therapist was so great. Used to walk and she'd go, tell me the story. I'd tell her, well, she did this and he did this. and And then she'd say, okay, what if we pretended everyone else was right and we sat with this is stuff that you need to work through. And she would make it all about me. And at first that was really challenging. But what it meant was we got past the fact that I didn't have any responsibility and power and ownership in the situation. And that actually I could stop it from happening again or change it. And then you get into working out who you are because you can be vulnerable and authentic. And we're here to be authentic, not perfect. Yeah. Renee Brown
0: has a really lovely quote about this. She says, our job is not to deny the story but to defy the ending, to rise strong, to recognise our story and to rumble with the truth until we get to the place where we think, yes, this is what happened and I will choose how the story ends. Yeah, and
1: that's the most – we love her. High five. Oh, my God. Can I throw
0: just quickly throw a – Harry Potter quote at you. As well. <laughs> I feel like half like We're my work. day. Yeah, half my work on this podcast is is it's half Brene, it's half Harry. Um, it is our choices, Harry, that show who we truly are far more than our abilities. Oh, that is one
1: of my favorites. I have that on my mirror. Oh, thanks, Dumbledore. Um, that that authenticity experience comes from. If there was anyone in your journey that was able to see you before you became conscious. As your authentic self, like I can sit with you in your angriest state, your most highest state, your most aware state, your most sad state, then you may have some self-concept of that already. If that didn't happen, it's up to us as adults to sit in front of ourselves in the mirror and to witness that within ourselves. Mm. So to witness us, what are you in your most angry state? What are your most, you know, damning traits and features and what are your highest gifts and talents and the third chakra isn't all it's actually this beautiful treasure test of gifts and talents and ambitions and journeys it's just learning how to do that without harming yourself and without harming others and how do we embrace the bits
0: of you that you uh, know are your gifts and your talents but the rest of society is like oh No, we don't value that and you're like but no i've got that and it's really important and the whole world tells
1: me it's not important but you know what i know that it is elizabeth gilbert wrote that wonderful book big magic and Mm. she talks about all these people that have these wonderful ideas and notions of wanting to write material and things like that but she always says you can't expect that to feed you to start with so you might have to go and do a job that feeds you puts Mm. clothes in the cupboard and you know puts petrol in your tank but then Create space for that energy to have a vision in the world and yep. maybe go and do an art class or a writing journey, find a tribe. Yeah, yep. yeah. And
0: also accept that the world is structured in a certain way that it does value some people's stories, white men's stories over everybody else's yeah. stories, right? So, yes, it's true and it's real, and you have something to say, but you also may get slapped down because we live in this racist, capitalist, misogynistic society.
1: That we also live doesn't in a world, though, that you. if you want to put out an album, And, you know, you don't have a record deal. I think I've just seen Post Malone recently. And he said on stage, so many people said, man, you're just not going to do it. You don't fit into a category. And he put out White Iverson and the rest is history. And then people are going, man, you really kicked it. And I think we do live in a society where there's so many obstacles and blocks, don't we? But we also now live in a very free market where... We can even people like us are sitting here talking about what we love.
0: And if you want to offer your authentic self to the world, there are many different ways that you can now do that. You know, pre-social media, pre-the internet, yeah, you we had don't to go have through the labels, gate, do the we? Gate, well, you had to go through the gatekeepers of culture. And now, even if it's just because it
1: feeds your soul to be authentic and put it yourself forward, you can, and it's beautiful. You make some really interesting points about the capitalist society because what that society has done is basically say that the people that, you know, look like they're getting over everything and through everything and have lots of money have made it. But really the point at which our society becomes more spiritual and awake is when we celebrate those that have climbed these mountains or gone on the hero's journey, which I do think is happening more, but it's not happening enough and it hasn't happened enough, particularly, you know, through the 80s and the 90s. We were just too focused on, you know, this is what makes an amazing human being and it's if your teeth are perfect and, you know, somehow you've come from hardship and now none of that exists anymore, which we know is an illusion. So slowly, if we can start setting up our children to have these superheroes that are the people who can show them the way, that is when our society is going to change. Um, I'm going to throw another Brene Brown quote at you,
0: please. If <laughs> Go, you don't Brene, mind. you are I with love us. Love her. It. When we work from a place that says, I am enough, then we stop screaming and start listening. We're mm-hmm. kinder and we're gentler to the people around us and we're kinder and we're gentler to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Like I've got a friend who's just so angry to the people around her. She just mm-hmm. is so, and she sets all these strict rules and guidelines and you've got to behave this way. And it's really, it can be really difficult to bump up against. Mm-hmm. Anything she's putting out to the world, she's putting into herself quadruple. And I think we all do that a bit. Like the
1: voice we use to ourselves is going to be the voice we end up accepting from the world. And it's about having good relationships and having those experiences with people where we can feel a bit tetchy and itchy and feel a bit like, you know, there's something going on for us, but be able to work through it to reach a positive compromise. And of course, if we don't feel on it and that boundary is crossed, then you know, in the most honourable way possible, re-establishing a boundary in space and discontinuing that experience. This chakra helps us then navigate these lower chakras because if we can set a boundary with ourselves and with others, then if we were in a relationship and something wasn't feeling right or we were you know, starting to say drink too much, we would be able to hold that chakra strong to put a boundary down and say I'm only going to drink once a week or I'm only going to drink on Friday and Mm. Saturday nights or I'm not going to have sex with someone before I know them or this is – you know, how I'm going to communicate my boundary or what I want so that the balance of the second chakra can happen. Equally, it gives us the power to change the base chakra. If we have something with our family or we um, have not healed something culturally or genetically, it gives us the awareness and the psychological power to change something in those lower chakras. So it is very important in that respect.
0: I want to hold a mirror up to society and then win world record for biggest mirror.
1: Okay, so what do you say to yourself when you look at yourself in the mirror? Do you even look once a day at yourself in the mirror, in the eyes, like connect? Yeah, yeah. and it's been doing like it now, this is, consciously. Yeah, I, I mm. consciously
0: do it now. And for the first 35 years of my life, it was your fat. And I have Every been, day Every day Oh my god So I've got a history of eating disorders And that's my go-to bad script You're mm. fat, you're dumb You're not good enough mm. And over the last four years I've absolutely trained myself To look in the mirror and go You're amazing Your body is incredible And thank you body so wow, that's, that's what so – it, but it's it's changed my life mm. but it's been really hard work and not every day do I achieve it. Some days mm. I'll still look in the mirror and catch myself halfway through the you're fat mm. and then switch it to the – hey, meat suit. Thanks, Mm. meat suit. You're incredible. Look at all the work you do for me.
1: When I was younger, I didn't have an I'm fat story. I used to look at myself and not be present. And I would be thinking of all the things I hadn't done and all the things I needed to change. Oh, my eyebrows aren't symmetrical. Oh, my hair isn't the right color. Oh, my roots are growing out. Oh, my earlobes aren't um, in the same alignment. So all I would see was the imperfections and I would create myself a to-do list. Mm. One day I'll fix those. I better get home and I better spend lots of time on my eyebrows. So I can was we... in energetic debt to myself constantly. Can, can we talk a little bit about the mirror work?
0: Cause you just mentioned mm. that and it's such a powerful mm. tool that I learned from you. And it
1: seemed, it's so it's what si- I teach simple. When I teach this, a month of, and it isn't, an, it is a bit of a commitment, but most people will brush their teeth. They should once a day, morning and night. And That's a, a lot of people day, are doing yeah. their hair or doing their makeup in the mirror. And it's about not making it a functional thing. It's actually saying, I see you. And it's I looking in your you. own eyes, isn't it? it? And is. talking kindly to yourself. Yeah. And, and the third chakra comes down from breathing into the diaphragm. And we could even refer people back to the notes on the 478 breath. Yes. And we also connect to the third chakra when we look into our eyes. And part of what Carolyn Meese talks about, which I love, she's like one of my superheroes, is that you can retrieve your spirit from wherever you've left it, where you have had moments of feeling like maybe an experience happened and you didn't bring yourself all back from it. And she talks about the fact that when the third chakra is functioning Um, in a really wonderful way and it's energized, the lower part of life and your body will flow and that's why it's so important. And we're going to pop that in the universal
0: treasure chest for today's episode, uh, mirror work, how to do it and how to talk really kindly and compassionately and lovingly to your third chakra.
1: To help you call your spirit back. And Mm. I guess asking yourself, you know, do you feel seen, do you feel comfortable being seen, invisibility can be a big issue in the third chakra. A lot of people with little third chakras or third chakras that are not energised are very hidden and hide. Mm. They'll often say I don't get seen when I'm in a line or people forget me and I have physically witnessed this teaching workshops where the same person's pack, name tag, just disappears and I'll instantly know bingo we've got a third chakra you don't want to be seen issue and if you were seen when you were little and you were chosen and it wasn't for a great reason you can understand why people go i'm just going to put a little bit of a shutdown on and it can become
0: this thing that's like our greatest fear and our greatest desire attached together like i'm never seen and i desperately want to be seen but i'm kind of scared of being seen and so i can't
1: be seen but god i wish somebody would see me and i know i've got all these gifts and talents inside Mm. me and i would love to share them with the world why doesn't anyone choose me if you're waiting to be chosen, we always say, choose yourself. Go and if you're waiting for someone else to hear your voice or choose your manuscript, go and see what you can do to do that for yourself first. And Mm. then the energy will flow. Is there
0: anything more difficult than determining your own worth and really knowing your own worth, even if you're in the face of people telling you that you are worthless?
1: Yeah, and I think some of the greatest aspects of recovery around this is just to know that we are all divine. Mm. The notion or the minute I think one feels one's divinity the aspect of divinity within us, and you, if you can connect with that through meditation or some kind of deeper practice, will immediately remind you of who you are. That is the God molecule that will emanate out into the world for you. And as soon as you get in contact with that, and as soon as you do the work to come back to your own
0: worthiness, it feels so good. And it's like remembering. You're like, mm. oh, that's right. I have
1: inherent worth. I just, I forgot, but now I get to remember it and I'm not sure if we covered this when we did work, but to go through a fierce and moral inventory of your shortcomings. Oh, do some shadow work. Yeah, and to sit with, you know, I did that. That was me. And so now I always ask, is that mine? Is it meant to be mine right now? If it's not mine, how do I lovingly let that go? So what is mine can come through? So you keep these channels open and you are able to sit with the worst parts of yourself lovingly and, yet to be and able that to, increases your worth.
0: To be able to look back and go, that was me, but it's also mm. not me. Like I, it's who I was, but it's not the entirety who of who I am. And yeah. to be
1: able to trust yourself, which is integrity, right? Integrity mm. isn't what you do while everyone's looking. Mm. Integrity is what you do when no one's looking. Mm-hmm. And I think if you sat with people you admired, they would say to you, I trust myself. Yeah. If you put something valuable in front of me I would not take the ring and call it mine you know like in the Lord of the Rings when everyone's trying on the ring and they're like oh my god it takes them down into their golem most people have said I've met my golem Mm. and I've got a pretty good eye on them I have to keep a watchful eye on them because of course they're easily triggered but I could trust myself in temptation
0: and it's all about finding the sweet spot really, isn't it? Because there's knowing your own worth. Mm-hmm. There's being able to
1: speak your worth, ask mm-hmm. for Negotiating the pay rise, asking for a boundary in a relationship. Like, yeah. but then there's exclusive also, to me or whatever but it is.
0: Then we've all met people who have an over-inflated sense of worth <laughs> and no compassion for anyone else mm-hmm. and no understanding that we have to
1: meet in the middle. So how do we find the sweet spot? Oh, it takes me back to moments with my children at Lego on the floor and we're negotiating mm-hmm. who needs that, you know, figure, Batman figure. It, High-level negotiations (laughs) with Lego and children. I have a degree in conflict resolution (laughs) with my triplets. But um, I think that it is a tough question, you know. Have you ever been in that position where you've had to go in and ask for a pay rise? Well, I've
0: gone – so heavily in both directions, where I've had the total You've over, quit, <laughs> no, the, the oh, total overinflated sense of self, because I'm 21 and I think I'm much better than I actually mm. am, and I'm asking for something that I shouldn't be mm. asking for, and being told no, like which I now look mm. back and I'm like, well, boy, like mm. I can't believe I ever thought I'd get that. Or the other way, where I'm actually really good, but I'm a woman and I've never really been told to ask for, like to uh, represent my own value, and I'm not putting myself out there, and I'm not asking, mm. and I'm meekly coming in and being like, can I please have this thing? <laughs> Sorry, you know, I can't hear you. You're invisible. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like so I've I've swung along mm. the whole spectrum.
1: Yeah, and mine's never been about finance so much but mine's always been about in relationships mm. saying I'm really sorry that boundary doesn't suit me or this arrangement isn't suiting me. Or here's what I need. Emotionally I have trouble it. negotiating sometimes. So I think the first thing and I have to channel my beautiful counsellor Joan in this, but she, I think she would say, check in with yourself first mm-hmm. to make sure that what you're asking for, you feel like balances with your third chakra. So, you know, when you went in, you went, I'm worth 190000 for 10 minutes. And someone went, no. <laughs> you're not. not that, that's a, that's <laughs> a pretend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. But you know what I mean. Did your third chakra <laughs> really yeah. think you were going to get 190000 for 10 minutes? If you did, you probably would have got it. Yeah, right. Right? And that's. The thing, it's you about you. I think And chakra. I think for
0: me at that point It was more like I deserve it Not I'm worth it I'm prepared to step up to this I want to add value Like we talked about intention Being the bottom of everything In A couple mm. of episodes ago My intention there Was to get this Get validation Get above and get Be yeah, better get, than Yeah be better yeah. than Get some external yeah. validation Yeah, yeah. There was and no bang, deep bang. No deep base To what I was asking It was all yeah. just like I, I want
1: it Give it to me And that might work for you For a while oh. But as you move up The chakra evolution Scale, you're probably going to get a huh? Because it's not an authentic exchange of your energy. You're mm. not truly going out there believing that's what you're worth. I think if you sat at home first and decided to reevaluate your value and asked your third chakra, What is the truth here for me? Truth, very strong golden energy. And what does that mean for others? And do I sit well with that? And do I still feel like that works for me on a moral, ethical, energetic, balanced scale? Great. And then how do I ask for that? When's a good time? You know, and then what if the answer's no? How do I work with the acceptance of that and the understanding that, okay, that's not going to work for that person? How do we renegotiate and compromise? See, you can see why people avoid this work because it's big. Work. And how do you get
0: rejected and not feel like you personally are being rejected, right? Like, it's like somebody says no to you, but how do you not let that then destroy you? Like, oh, they're saying no because I'm a bad <laughs> okay. person, as yeah. opposed to they're just saying no because it's not convenient or it doesn't work or they're laying their boundary. So, I have a, again,
1: a 48 hour rule. Mm. I'm allowed to grieve something, stomp, get angry, scream into my pillow, go for a big swim, and be rageful and human and tantrumy and angry and high school about it and about it. It can
0: feel really good to do a bit of
1: and then after 48 hours I try and bring my adult in and say that's a lot of wasted energy going backwards. Yeah. What can we do to go forwards? And sometimes I go, I'm gonna need another 48 hours. It's really stuck in my throat. And I take it. And then eventually, probably three weeks, 21 days, full cycle of energy later, I'm starting to go Wow, nothing ever felt better than walking in a new direction. Mm. But it's that 48 hours of tenderness and that's where you need that friend to say, let's not drink the whole bottle of wine. Mm. You can have a glass but to really bitch
0: to me about it. Compassionately call. as well, say to yourself, you're allowed to have this. Yeah. It's not forever. You don't have to get stuck here but you can feel it. Feel it, heal it, get and, into it and yeah. then
1: keep moving. And why? Because if you don't, you develop a false self. Yeah, I'm fine about it. Hello, wounded spiritual, and energy, walking around with a big, you know, hairdo, flash, and, that, and eyelashes, trying to go love me, even though I hate myself. I mean, that's not going to. And end that's up your good spiritual either. bypassing, and it yeah. it doesn't stick, and it's no not sustainable. be authentic, be truthful. If you're angry and rageful, and something upset you, process it properly, and then work out something new, rather than going and pretending it was all okay. Mm. Yeah it's really interesting to think of power as a state of being and that you can call your spirit and your power back if you feel like you've lost it. And it's never too late. It's never too late. And one of the most powerful things you can do is to call your spirit back with yourself. So rather than looking at what everyone else has done to you, do you feel remorse that you put yourself in that position or you didn't use your time at university as wisely as you wish you had of or your money? Where can you call yourself back and forgive yourself and reset yourself? The minute you start taking steps in the right direction, a direction that feels right. And people in recovery talk about this all the time. People who've left marriages say it was the first three steps in the right direction the next day that made me realize it was going to be okay. Mm. And that's the point of power is when you say, this doesn't have to be this way. I can lovingly understand why that happened, and I set myself free. Do some kind of full stop ritual. I reclaim myself today, and tomorrow is a new day. And tomorrow starts with a new set of choices. That's calling your spirit back mm. and coming into your own power. But we're not always comfortable in our own power.
0: What's that great quote about? Like our greatest Power's fear is a habit, right? It's, yeah, and also is. that it's not our greatest fear is not that we we are weak. Our greatest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure and we don't actually know what to do with that. Yeah, Because with great power comes great responsibility, right?
1: Yeah. And when you've worked in something like this, whether you're a psychologist or a sociologist or, you know, a social worker or someone like myself, you listen to people's stories over and over and over and they always come with problems. That's usually the entry point. Funnily enough, I've sustained relationships with people long enough to go, wow, life is amazing. You have, you know, received everything on that list you asked for, how are you feeling? terrified yeah. as though I want to sabotage it. In fact, I did yesterday, yep. went back to and something. It felt that so good. <laughs> that it I know, apart. it just drains a little bit of that energy away from us. I
0: never realised that I was shit at receiving. Like that was. Oh, it, I was shit. Oh my God. So it, every time I've had a couple of times in my life that I've fallen apart and the biggest fall aparts I've ever had mm. have been when I got what I wanted because my oh, energy yep. system was really comfortable. You wouldn't be the only one out there. <laughs> with the one. The mm. trying, the, the struggle, the working, the struggle, the desiring—all of that mm. felt super comfortable for yeah, me.
1: Cinderella, <laughs>
0: and then I got my dream job at twenty-one, and that was my eating disorder was running in the background at that ah, time. Ah, so that, and that was, was your, the sickest. That was where the
1: energy was
0: draining. That was the sickest I've ever yeah. been. Is after I got exactly what I wanted, my dream job, and then I fell apart. So I didn't know how
1: to receive. Third chakra in third chakra, motion. Oh, right? So. The third chakra has to be able to stay in warm balance when everything is feeling good. And we are, if you can be really th- threatening when everything is going well, and <laughs> well, you're like, when is the other shoe going to drop? Oh my God. Well, think about the journey of our life ideal world, everything stays balanced and exciting and easy. And we're taught to feel good about goodness. Actually, we have more training. In not being in balance, as I've talked about last Mm. time. So when it's imbalance, you actually have to train yourself. Hold on a minute. This is not the time to start drinking. Not the time to start having chocolate. Just because you know big income came in doesn't mean I'm going to go straight down. And and I can sit in my uncomfortableness.
0: And it's okay to just sit with being uncomfortable. And and I
1: have a rule: don't do anything for forty eight hours. Love the forty eight hour rule. That buzz. Oh, I'm about to go and. Pick up the phone to an old lover or I'm just please wait 48 hours. I have it on my fridge. Do you think it's a good idea that you just wait 48 hours? Mm. That's the bumper sticker I have on my fridge because generally in 48 hours, your awareness will kick in. You might get to a yoga class, a massage, a gym. You might be able to talk to someone and say, wow, I'm feeling really energized by what's happening to me and I'm going to need some new coping strategies to deal with this much power. So how do we balance the power of the third chakra? Yeah. I think just get, just Simple <laughs> questions These little simple questions That it, we it ask on the a, verse. This is where meditation Comes yeah, in really handy A yes. daily meditation practice And yoga practice Walking meditation practice It doesn't have to be sitting and omming If that doesn't feel comfortable for you And it doesn't have to be much 10 minutes a day is enough It yeah. doesn't have to be 4 hours It's about learning to centre The gravity within Yeah. The gravity within Is responding to everything outside But the minute you meditate You're asking it to respond to your your mind and your directed capacity, your energy.
0: And sitting comfortably with yourself even mm.
1: when the awkward shit comes up. I can sit up, still.
0: <laughs> yep, I can stay with this and I can watch it come and the blessing is I can watch it go as well because nothing it, is forever.
1: Absolutely, clearly and even I find just turning off the TV, turning off everything in my home, maybe having some alms or something really gentle in the background. Sometimes for me, seriously, it's vacuuming my shaggy rug. It takes a bit like of whatever, energy whatever and activity good. and for me it's like a reset, you yeah, know, like yep. I, I feel like I've shut the world out for a minute and I've gone in and I it's karma yoga, right? It's like raking. It's probably the equivalent to raking some kind of pebble garden. I don't have a pebble garden, so I'm going the shaggy rug, but you can find it's finding that moment to say the outside world is not going to be stronger than what I am going to fortify my inside world to be. What are our takeaways? This chakra is about power. It's about how we use our power and how we see ourselves and how others see us. It's about how we deal with fear and obstacles and how we work through those to find the experience of awakening and learning and lesson. We also need to learn how we communicate the boundaries that we want to keep. So, whereas the last chakra was like a sea anemone that was like touching everything and feeling everything and working out if everything was for it or holding on to it, this chakra is like a sunflower and it turns to the light and it needs the light, but you've got to feed it true light. And it's a bit like the phoenix rising from the ashes and we have to remember to stoke the fire and when the fire is built, it's warm and it transforms and it fuels us. But when it gets too low, we have to remember to to actually go back and really ignite it from very soul space rather than just drawing in, you know, that false light again that we've talked about. It's about self-esteem. It's about self-belief. It's, you know, the chakra when you've been sick for a week that allows you to keep nurturing yourself or get up and have a shower and wash your hair and put on a new set of clothes. It's the chakra that helps you get up and try again when you've failed or you've broken up with somebody and you've lost something you really, really wanted. It says, I'm going to give it another go. I believe in myself. I believe in life. You can see when it's out of balance, it can head into depression. And that's where we've got to stop Reset and connect back with something that fuels this energy of belief and life in some way. And so that's why nature is very important. It's why groups are very important. It's why support and sponsors and helpers and psychologists and counselors are very important. Meditation is important because it's all about connecting and getting fuel in so that we can then send it like a fountain down through those other chakras that help us get life functioning again. This chakra is about how we resolve hurt. It's about how we say what we deserve over what others deserve. It it's that whole concept, I don't know if you've read that book called the marshmallow effect where you know we talk about if there's a marshmallow on a table, how long does it take for you to take it if someone says that's not yours, but the temptation and the desire is there. So it's being able to have management over ourselves and understand the effect it has on other people. Um, and it, it's about learning to process those lower feelings around the shadow feelings around ourselves and our personality so that we don't, you know, destroy relationships or destroy creative projects or opportunities or even the changing and healing of our planet because yep. the I is feeling like it's going to miss out on something or it's going to be compromised. So it's a really – gritty chakra like that because you'll often get that in friendships or at workplaces and competition and battles and triangles and Mm. that's where all of this lives. How do we know this chakra is out of balance? Well, what it looks like when someone comes to see me is they would be fixated on themselves, fixated on someone else, um, consumed, um, overspending on fixing things or making things better locked-in battles, conflict, competing, feeling like you're going to lose something, um, constantly feeling hard done by rather than tending to the lesson, getting the help, getting the learnings, creating the stairways out of the rut. Um, and, and yes, this is in some level is taught. As a child, you were – and this is why play and enchantment is so important – you know, when you're a child, and it doesn't mean that you have to come from a family of a lot of money. Enchantment happens without money. This is about believing that magic can happen, believing in something bigger, believing that things got transformed. Maybe you can even in this minute have a think about a moment in your childhood where you went, oh, you know what, that was the moment I knew that things could change or mm. everything was going to be okay or if I asked for something, it came. But equally, if you were taught, a lot of tough love although that wasn't going to happen then you have to relearn that there's a lot of relearning that has to happen in that chakra if you weren't raised or brought up with a sense of feeling enchanted And that disenchanted child is something that can really stop us from being able to believe that things can change, believe that we can heal. And I think Louise Hay was someone who really talked about this. She really experienced the fact that if you don't have that belief in yourself that things can get better, then that's something that she believed that you needed to work on first. And people talk about it as work because it's psychological, mental, physical, yep. emotional, spiritual transformation. And it does require process and it requires attention and commitment. Beautifully enough, mm. all energy awakenings that come with holding and having a very strong third chakra, being able to dedicate.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: So when it's healthy, it looks like you're nurturing yourself in balance it looks like you're giving to yourself in a way that's going to heal you you're processing yourself you're also equally thinking about what you need in relation and in balance to what other people need you're processing your deeper denser feelings you're not just spraying them out onto everyone or manipulating behind the scenes to make sure you don't lose Mm. You're mindful of the love and care and belief that you have in yourself, your life, and in others. And that may need to be cultivated. That may not be natural. It's a very, very special chakra. And hopefully, our world is going to be able to come to a place where we can be in our third chakras, they can be sparkling and amazing, yet it doesn't look like a narcissistic response to that chakra. It's about making sure something's equitable, meaning, you know, Mm. not just equal, but fair, truly fair, so that everything levels out, everything's balanced, everything's a true win-win. Need to spread love like frickin' peanut butter when it comes to the third chakra, it dissolves The crunchy bits.
0: Oh, beautiful. Look, check out the Universal Treasure Chest. We're talking mirror work in the treasure chest today, which is just one of the most powerful tools and techniques you can use to balance Mm. your third chakra. Lynette. Feel yourself.
1: Feel yourself. Be good to yourself. Oh, definitely
0: be good to you. Feel yourself. It's been such a pleasure talking with you about all of this.
1: Look after you, Kiralee. Yeah,
0: likewise. Support you.
1: (laughs) Support you out there.
0: Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. The Woo-Wooverse is recorded and edited by our incredible super producer, Dan Zipkovic. We love him. And if this conversation has brought up anything for you, or if there's any extra work you've realized you want to do around this topic, then please know that you do not have to traverse the woo verse alone. We encourage you to build a support team around you and to do what you need to do to take really good care of yourself, because you're amazing. So be good to you.